0: Grace Church. Building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know Him, to grow in Him, to go with Him. Excited to be here at Villa's Grace. Back into our sermon series titled, Does the Bible Really Say? Because let's face it, after all, there are a lot of things that we think that the Bible says, but then upon further investigation, we learn that the Bible actually doesn't really say what we think that it says. We don't want to get things confused. We want to take God's Word and understand everything that He has for us so we can apply His truth to our lives. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are here this morning as we now focus our attention from singing songs, glorifying, praising your name. I pray that our hearts can do the same as we get into your word and see exactly what it is that you have for us here this morning. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Rank in the military is essential. I think we all could agree to that. Some of us have served in the military. Others of us have not. I have never served in the military, but we know, I know at least, that rank is important. And it's often referred to as the chain of command. And there is a reason for this. See, rank acts like chains linked Together, That's the reason why it's referred to as the chain of command and from the highest ranking officer to the new enlistee the chain of command links every one together and this is important because orders can be given at any point within that chain and each order can be carried out cohesively that's the reason why the rank and file in the military everybody is like a link in the chain connected together brothers and sisters. The origins, the beginning of rank, did not start or begin with the military. And it's not just with the military, because all different types of departments, whether it's a fire department, police department, institutions, all kind of have the same chain of command and rank and file, but it did not start with man alone. See, the origins of rank started The origins of rank began with God. God is the creator of rank. And we know this from the book of Job. See, in the book of Job in chapter 1, we see Satan, our adversary, the prince of the power of the air, walk right into heaven, walk right up to the Holy Trinity. And God asked a rhetorical question because God is all-knowing. He asked Satan, where have you been? But to get to that point, to even have God ask Satan the question, all the other angelic beings had to get out of the way and allow Satan to proceed. You know what that tells us? It tells us that our adversary is the highest-ranking angelic being outside of the Holy Trinity. There is even rank and file between God, Jesus, angelic beings, man and woman, and His Holy Spirit. This continues on, and with this being said, we arrive at the title of our sermon this morning, and that title is this. Does the Bible really say women are inferior to men? Today, we will be using various... Verses today throughout Scripture, not a lot, but a few for us to answer this question. Does the Bible really say women are inferior to men? Now, I know this is a sensitive subject. I understand. And my wife asked me specifically to tread lightly. She, she actually said to me, after all, it's easy for us women to scare you men anyway. So tread lightly. And I said, how do, you, how do you do that so easily? She said, it's simple. The only thing we have to do each day is ask you, do you remember what today is? That will get us every time. <laughs> and if you think that's bad, actually, my kids will even tell you the only time that she laughs at any of my jokes is when we have guests over. <laughs> I mean, seriously, after all, a good wife will always forgive her husband anyway, even when she's wrong. And... We know that a happy wife leads to a happy life. So yes, we will tread lightly, but we're not going to tread lightly to tickle ears that are itching. No, no, no. We're going to allow God's word to tell us. We're going to allow God's word to answer that question. Does the Bible really say women are inferior to men? But before we do that, we need to remember back to a few weeks ago, because last week was Easter, so we took a small, slight break in this sermon series. But a few weeks ago, we covered what the Bible says about judging others, that judge not lest you be judged. We realized, and we were encouraged by God's Word, that in fact, the Bible does tell us we have the ability to judge others. We learned that the Bible doesn't really say that now, didn't we? But today, we're going to be Experiencing much of the same. We're going to be encouraged in the role that men and women play under Christ, who Himself submitted to God. Ultimately, we're going to be encouraged in God who brought order to chaos through Jesus. That's right. God has brought an order to chaos through Christ. And we'll be doing this by observing the woman's role in her family. And we'll also be doing this by observing the women's role in the local church. Therefore, let's get into our text this morning. Our first set of verses comes from Titus 2.5 and 1 Peter 3.5. God's Word states this. To be self-controlled, now he's speaking about women, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the Word of God may not be reviled. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. 1 Corinthians eleven three 3 states, But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. In 1 Timothy 2, we understand that God's word tells us that we should let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Amen. Here's all of these verses into one simple sentence that is going to become our main idea this morning. And this main idea states this. Through Jesus... God brought order to sin-fueled chaos through Jesus God brought order to sin-fueled chaos let's face it this world is full of chaos that has been fueled by sin and speaking of military ranks from earlier there is something I failed to mention and this is actually rather important See, in the chain of command, the subordinate does not submit to the person with the rank. No. You're not submitting to the person, but rather you're submitting to the rank itself. And we see precisely this in Titus 2 and First Peter, Titus 2, we recognize that the foundation of a Christian marriage is mutual submission. Now, before we go any further, I know some of us here are widowed or maybe have never been married. Or maybe you have yet to be married, Lord willing. But whatever the case may be, this pertains to all of us. Some of you ladies who are not currently married, please listen. And I would encourage you to Take up a position to where you can be an encouragement to other ladies who maybe are married to where you can be an influence in their lives as you model some of this or encourage them in what you're about ready to hear in God's word. So do not think just because you're not married, this doesn't pertain to you. No, yes, it does. Because everything that we're going to talk about will lead back to Jesus. But understand that it is a mutual submission between man and woman. See, here Paul writes to Titus on how women can achieve this, though. Ladies, you must first, as it says, be self-controlled. This is an indication to think correctly. This is an indication to live correctly. Basically, you need to examine your desires and your passions. What is it that's actually fueling you? What is your motivation? The passions and desires of the world should not be the passions and desires of a woman who claims to be a Christ follower. Be careful of what you're consuming via social media, because remember, after all, most of what's posted on social media anyway is only to manipulate your perception. I mean, I don't know about you, but in order to determine whether a photo looks good or not, the only thing you have to do is look at yourself. If you don't think you look good, you're going to say the photo looks bad. And we all do it. When we see a photo of a group and we're in that group shot, what do we do? We directly go to ourselves first. You're also called to be pure. See, this is a call to sexual purity and marital faithfulness. Women are beautiful creatures. I'm not going to lie. The Lord has made women to just be absolutely gorgeous. Therefore, it is appropriate, ladies, to be modest. Please be modest. We men are dogs. I'll admit it. Don't help us out. We don't need any help. Women are also called to be working at home. Now, this is the part where Pastor Jared asks his wife, Heather, to go make him a sandwich. (laughs) I'm not going to finish how that one ends, because you guys all know Heather, so you know that sandwich isn't getting made. (laughs) But that's not what God's Word's intending here. See, be more concerned with keeping your own home in order rather than gossiping about someone else's. That's what is really being said here. Women are also called to be kind. Be on the ready, when you think about being kind, be on the ready to forgive others, just like Jesus was kind enough to forgive you. Finally, women are called to be submissive to their own husbands. Now, see, this is where the rubber meets the road. See, there is no mention of women being asked to accept inferiority here. We don't see that, do we, in these two verses? In fact, it's quite the opposite. Women who are submissive to their own husbands are really making the choice to place themselves as an equal under another equal. That's really what's going on here. And this is for the purpose of maintaining order. That's right. This is for the purpose of maintaining order. After all, without order, there is chaos. Church, men and women cannot independently lead the same family. This would be a house divided. And we all know that a house divided will eventually fall. Again, it's not the person whom we submit to, but it's rather their rank. Successful leadership in a family requires both submission and authority. And women acquire authority by first submitting. Take a look at the end of Titus 2.5 and all of 1 Peter 3.5. See, at the end of 2.5, it says that the word of God may not be reviled. Really, what, what this is telling us is that women have the ability to abuse God's word. This is especially true when they're not self-controlled, when they are not pure, when they're not kind, and especially when they're not submissive, as it says, to their own husbands. My sisters in Christ, God has given you influence and authority over us men. Again, allow me to read all of 1 Peter 3.5 with that thought in mind. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. Women have so much authority that God can use them to save a man. And He will do this through the actions of a woman. And let me encourage you in this, in this church, I have seen this happen. I have seen the actions of a wife be used by the Lord to win over a husband. That's great power. That's because the wife submitted to her husband first. My sisters. God has given you this inner beauty to be able to pull this off. So please, stay modest. That's right, us men are dogs. Don't help us out. Under Christ, please help us, men, put order to this sin-fueled chaos. And in my opinion, there are just three simple ways that you can focus on in order to do this. And the first is to respect your husband. Respect your husband just like you'd respect God's will. Respect your husband's will as the spiritual head of your home. The second thing that you can do is really simple. Simply choose to love your husband. I know that my wife Hope loves me through her speech, through her desires, how she dresses, her behavior towards others, and the company that she keeps, the type of friends that she has, lets me know how much she loves me. And probably most importantly, the thing that I notice how she loves me is how she raises our children and the lead that she takes in that. Because I know within our own relationship, I want to follow her lead. I look to her to guide me on how to raise our children. The third thing, ladies, that you can focus on is this. Obey your husband. When you obey your husband, you display the beauty of God within you. After all, obedience is a denial of pride. And a commitment to sacrificial service. After all, it's submission to the rank, not the individual. And it's God who establishes rank. And this brings us to our first point this morning. And that point states this. In order to gain marital authority, wives must first respect, love, and obey their husbands. In order to gain marital authority, wives must first respect love, and obey their husbands. Again, our main idea this morning states that through Jesus, God brought order to sin-fueled chaos. That's why there's rank and order even in the family, even between man and woman. What happens when one chain link breaks, though? We discussed chain links. What happens when just one chain link breaks? The chain link loses its effectiveness. Church, would you want to rebel against God's effectiveness? No. Women are linked to men, men are linked to Christ, and Christ is linked to God. We get a glimpse of this in 1 Corinthians 11.3. See, Jesus submits to God. Christians submit to Jesus, and wives submit to their husbands. This is the mutual submission that we're talking about. A man's worth is not greater, nor is man's ability greater than that of a woman. All of this is by God's grand design. Take the Holy Trinity, for example. There are three members in the Trinity All are equal in power, all three equal in varying attributes, but God alone takes the leadership role. Though each member has their own function, one must take the lead. Heard a story recently, and this is an illustration I think that would help us out here. Somebody was talking about a time in their lives where they had a little go at a president of a company. It was actually their boss, and they got into it. So much so that this person thought that, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to have a job tomorrow because I just kind of got into it with my boss, who was the president of the company. And then an older gentleman showed up in that man's office the next morning when he went to work thinking maybe he didn't have a job, and he looked at him and said, boy, i got to tell you something. sounds like my grandfather. It's not my grandfather in this situation. Somebody's got to be president, Somebody has to take the lead. And we see this even with God in the Holy Trinity. And the same is true for us humans. Though we are all equals in submission, we do have differing roles and functions ourselves. However, what remains the same is that one must take the lead. And when a submissive wife loves, respects, and obeys her husband, And especially a husband who leads biblically, the character of God is reflected. The character of God is revealed for others to see. So as Joe joins me and we wrap this up this morning, I'd like to go back and discuss God's grand design. See, God has given us rhyme to his reason. He has given us rhyme to His reason. God has defended His system of rank and file. As for His explanation, we look no further than 1 Timothy 2, 11 through 14 I just want to read this again. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, She is to remain quiet, for Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. First and foremost, women are spiritually equal to men. The ministry of a woman in the local church is vital. It's just that God has excluded women from leadership over men within the local church. Let's face it. There are leadership roles that women in this church can take that a man could never touch. There are ways in which a lady in this church could take a leadership role with other women and relate with them on a level that a man could never. Now, some of you are asking why? Why is it that 1 Timothy 2, 11 through 14 says what it says. Why is it that God has defended his rank and file in such a way? Well, we look no further than verses 13 and 14, where we'll observe two simple reasons. First, as it says, for Adam was formed first, then Eve, God is a God of order. Adam was formed first, created first, and then Eve from the rib of Adam. Again, our God is that God of order. Therefore, He had to establish rank for the purpose of bringing order to this sin-fueled chaos. We notice something else that's interesting about verse 13. See, He did this before sin even came into His creation, which is amazing. He established rank and file before sin entered his creation but he did this knowing that it would secondly adam was not deceived as it says but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor brothers and sisters do you recognize what this is telling us Do you really see what's going on here? The reason why with authority I know I can stand here and say women and men are equal even though the Bible is asking a wife to submit to her husband? It is blatantly obvious that Eve rebelled against the chain link. Therefore it lost its effectiveness. She refused to submit to the spiritual head of her family. She left Adam's leadership and became vulnerable. So much so that she fell for her adversary's lies. See, without Eve's respect, without her love, and without her obedience, Adam violated his role as the spiritual leader of his family. Ultimately, The buck stops with him. And our fall into sin rests firmly upon his shoulders, which means we need to take ownership of our own sin because the buck stops with us. Church, as it pertains to our fight against sin-fueled chaos, it's really quite simple. Men need women, and women need men. Amen? You don't seem so convinced. I'm going to say this one more time. Men need women and women need men. Amen? Amen. Thank you. And this brings us to our second and final point this morning. Spiritual leadership relies upon the roles of men and women. It's that simple. Spiritual leadership relies upon the roles of men and women. Again, our first point this morning stated, our main idea that's on the screen. Through Jesus, God brought order to sin-fueled chaos. Church, we cannot forget the importance of our submission to one another. And I just want to mention our first point one more time because I believe that it is important. It's not going to be on your screen. I apologize for that. But that point stated this. In order to gain marital authority, wives must first respect, love, and obey their husbands. That is paramount. If Adam and Eve would have practiced this in the garden, sin would have never entered God's creation. That's how important the role between husband and wife, man and woman is, so much so that it could have prevented sin from happening. Please, I would encourage you to take your responsibility within your relationship that serious because after all, quite clearly, the Lord does. Heavenly Father, I just ask that we can be an example here at Villa's Grace of submission, not only between husbands and wives, Lord, but our love for one another, our obedience to your word, and our respect for for one another as well. As we move forward, I pray that you continue to use us to share your good news with those who do not know you. And We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.